A man's call to the call of God to leave the darkness of Egypt automatically positions him to hear the second call of God into active kingdom service. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. As soon as such a man continues to serve God faithfully and diligently, then he hears or he experiences the call of God unto honor. But a common challenge with some of us is that we assume a disposition of rest and accomplishment when our service and relationship with God is publicly affirmed and validated by God, either through miracles, through signs, through wonders, or through other things. We fail to realize that there is a higher and more glorious call beyond the call unto honor. As a matter of fact, the call unto honor is a spiritual system that God uses to validate our faithfulness, our humility, our consistency, love, and brokenness before we are invited for the next level of spiritual call of God. As soon as Moses left darkness of Egypt, then he heard the call of God at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3. In active service and kingdom assignment, Moses was faithful. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 5 tells us that, And Moses verily, verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Faithfulness in God's kingdom service is what qualifies a man for everlasting honor. Do you realize that in the private conversation between Moses and God in Exodus chapter 7 verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. So here is a man directly bestowed with so much power and authority by God. A man licensed and enabled by God himself to be like a God, to be a God over the rulers of Egypt. A man empowered by God to be like a God over his own older brother. And yet, Moses, not for once, abused the power bestowed upon him by God. Wow! A man with so much power was called the meekest man on earth by God himself. No wonder God publicly honored him in Exodus 19. And the same with our Lord Jesus Christ, who was publicly honored because he kept his power and glory away and submitted himself to be baptized by John, even when John was afraid to do so. The truth is this. In the process of serving the Lord, God himself will release certain dimensions of power and authority onto you and he will step back to see how you use it. How do you use the authority, the power and position given to you by God? That's a question for you this morning. Now that you are the manager in your office, you have forgotten that God placed you there to represent the interest of the kingdom. Many people who have been elevated to the position of authority for God, they forgot and forsook God when they got to that place. 
And now you are so entrenched in office politics. You no longer represent God, but you represent the interest of your superiors to suppress, oppress, harass, and bully your junior co-workers. You have become a tyrant, a wicked soul. The people weep under your leadership just because you are now a manager. So what would have happened if you were given the same privilege God gave to Moses? You shall be to Herod your brother instead of a God. What would have happened if such dimensions of authority was released unto you? So it means that the whole world will come to worship you. You will become a mini-God. You will elevate yourself that nobody will even recognize God anymore. In my few years of working with the Lord, I have seen many believers serving in God's house from the pulpit to the parking lot abuse the opportunity and power God gave to them to their own shame and emotion. I have seen men of God use the pulpit to magnify themselves and manipulate to the point where God is no longer visible nor real to the people. All the people get to know and hear about is the man of God and not the God of man. And this is not only about pastors and preachers only because I have also seen brothers, I mean brothers assigned to coordinate cars at the parking lot have seen them reserve the best parking places for friends and families while refusing, deliberately and intentionally refusing to allocate good parking spots to anyone perceived as a potential enemy. It's easy to look at others while we ourselves are guilty of the same sin in our own little corner. That is just something in the nature of man that seeks to oppress others as soon as he or she is elevated to a position of advantage. Check politics, check the church, check the sport, check it just the nature of man. A very humble man who is pleading to be voted for gets into the position of power and becomes a tyrant, becomes a dictator, becomes a wicked soul. I have seen sisters called to serve in the kitchen in the church use the opportunity to serve their own interest and neglect those who really need the food. They allocate quality meal to their friends and deprive those on their blacklist of what is due them. Friends, I say all of this to say, regardless of the place you have been called to serve and represent God, whether on the pulpit, in the sound ministry, or in the parking lot, or in your office, or in your neighborhood, or in your own shop, in your own business, or in your own family, just name it. Never forget, I repeat, never forget that your faithfulness in that position is being measured by God. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 3 says, Do not boast so proudly or let arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord, the Lord is a God who knows. God is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. By him actions, actions are weighed. Those who faithfully serve the Lord in the spirit of holiness, love, humility, and the spirit of meekness are called unto public honor by the Lord himself. And those who accord honor to themselves are deprived of honor by the Lord for they have gained for themselves the honor of men. Moses 
Moses used the power given to him by God to serve God's people. He was faithful in all his house. He carried so much power. He carried so much authority. He carried so much anointing. So much grace. But he used all of this anointing, position, grace, audience with God to serve God's people. When his faithfulness in kingdom service was validated and confirmed by God, then God called him unto honor in Exodus chapter 19. And thereafter, Moses received the next call of God in Exodus chapter 24 from verse 15 to verse 18. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days, and the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel, and Moses went into the midst of the cloud, and got him up into the mount, and Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. Emphasis is on verse 16 and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days and the seventh day God called unto Moses can you see the next call God called unto Moses so the previous call was a call unto honor when God called Moses to discourse before the children of Israel so that they would believe in him so it was a call unto honor. So after a call unto honor, the next call of God is a call that delivers spiritual patterns and principles that will guide the daily operations of your life. I repeat, after your call to honor, the next call of God you are meant to receive is a call that will deliver into your hands the spiritual patterns, day-to-day clear instructions and principles that will guide your daily spiritual and physical operations as a child of God. On the seventh day, God called Moses into the glory and he was there for 40 days. You see, a man may be delivered from the captivity of Egypt. He might even be serving in the kingdom. But to go further in life, to go further in his work with God, to go further in his relationship with God, he must obtain the pattern and principles that will guide his life, his marriage, his relationship with God, his relationship with his fellow brethren, his business. As a matter of fact, a pattern that will guide every area of his life. Great men in history understood the principle of getting out of the scene, getting out of the stage to spend time alone with God. Why? To obtain the pattern on which to live and organize their lives. The public honor bestowed on Moses by the Lord was a setup for the next call, which was a 40 days retreat with God. Wow, wow, wow. Moses 40 days time out with God was not organized for him to receive instructions to Pharaoh. No, but it was an opportunity to receive very clear instructions on how to live in the sight of the Lord, how to live 
live as a child of God. The greatest thing that can ever happen to a man is to know how, how to live in the sight of the Lord. Do you remember that as soon as our Lord Jesus was publicly confirmed and validated by the Lord in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, you can see the same account in Luke chapter 3, the next call was the call into the wilderness for 40 days also. Friends, what time is best to start your ministry if not when the heavens open? And the Spirit of God descends upon you and then the voice of God confirms that you are his beloved son with a clear and precise mandate that the whole world should hear you. Wow, wow. (laughs) I will just go straight and start my voice of God international ministry. Or I will call it Heaven Confirmed Jesus Miracle International Center. Powerful, isn't it? Powerful. Heaven Confirmed Jesus Miracle International Center. That's the best time to start ministry. But things don't work like this in the kingdom of God. No. No, it's a mystery. Things don't work like that. A public validation and approval of your sonship by God is a call to retreat and receive the pattern on which your life and ministry will be operated and guided by. Our Lord Jesus was driven by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days and when he returned, the Bible recorded that he returned in the power of the Spirit. See, the public approval of your ministry does not guarantee the power and the backing of the Holy Spirit. You need to retreat. You need to get off the stage. One of the most difficult things to do as a believer is to know when to get off the stage and retreat into the sacred place. We naturally love the announcement. We love the honor. We love the public validation of our ministries. And, and you know, I have also been so guilty of this myself. I sometimes enjoy and get carried away with the way I am introduced in many programs where I have been privileged to preach. Countless times, I must confess that I had to repent and plead for forgiveness and mercy before the Lord because I enjoyed the way they introduced me. Yes, oh, is a man like this, is a man like that. And in the privacy of my heart, I just love the introduction until I'm cautioned by the Holy Spirit. So imagine how it will feel if God himself publicly introduces and confirms you or confirms me to the world. Who will not enjoy it? No, let's be honest. Who will not enjoy it? Tell me. Who will not? But sir, ma'am, you must remember that the great call of God to honor and introduce you to the world is simply to prepare you for the next call, which will pull you in and cause you to remain alone with God for a specific period of time so that he can deliver great resources Great things, great ideas, great strategies, great principles, great patterns with which you can run your life and run your ministry forever. Wow! Do you see that the most difficult thing to access is the divine pattern that will guide your life, your ministry, your business, your family life, and your daily living? That's the most difficult thing to get. 
The call to ministry for Moses was almost instant. God called Moses in Exodus chapter 3 as soon as Moses turned to see the burning bush. The call of God to honor for Moses was speedily done. It was so easy. But the call to receive the pattern which will guide his work with God, guide their daily operations, guide how they live, took Moses 40 days, 40 days, 40 days. For Jesus also, 40 days. For the disciples, when Christ left, they spent 10 days, at least 10 days, in the upper room, praying and seeking the face of the Lord. The question to you this morning or this day is, how many days have you spent before the Lord to receive the pattern and the purpose and the plan of God for your life? How many of us retreat to spend a minimum of three days before God just to seek His face before going into marriage? We spend most of our time planning the honeymoon and most times we do not see it necessary to receive patterns from God because we have different books such as 101 Capsules and Peace for a Good Marriage and in such marriage books, you read that sex, money, food, mutual respect is what makes a marriage successful. My dear, don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. It's time to go back to the Lord, to seek Him and receive of Him the pattern and operational principles that will guide your marriage. Oh yes, that will guide your life, that will guide your relationship, that will guide the way you serve the Lord, the way you raise your children, the way you talk to one another, the way you conduct yourself, the way you do business together, the way you live. What of your calling and ministry, your business and your relationships? You must personally, I mean, personally obtain patterns and spiritual principles that will guide your life and your walk with God. Dearly beloved, 2020 is almost over and if you are sensitive in the spirit, you will see that no one has the monopoly of things that will happen hereafter. Many of us did not know preachers, prophets, apostles, bishops, were busy with programs, organizing many programs and conferences and did not really know that 2020 will go this way. I saw a man of God declaring to his congregation and saying, 2020, I saw January, I saw February, I saw December and 2020 was a great year and the whole congregation was screaming unknown to them that 2020 was going to be one of the most challenging years for that same congregation. Even for the man of God himself, he's on the run because the government of the nation where he proclaimed that at the beginning of 2020 is, is looking for him for money laundry. So this is not time to depend on someone else's revelation. This is a time, a time, brethren, for you yourself to seek God, to retreat and say, God, what are you saying concerning 2021? Will you continue life as normal? Things are fast changing. We cannot continue to do things the same way and expect a different result. Have you obtained a blueprint for 2021 already? Or are you still waiting for a prophet to come and tell you what will happen hereafter? Is it clear what God is saying to you? Or you are waiting for me to tell you that 2021 we do this, we happen, that we happen. It's time to press in as an individual. It's time to seek God. I'm not saying don't hear from others. I'm saying whatever you hear should be a confirmation of what God has been saying to you. Whatever you hear should be taken to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, is this what you are saying for the hour? 
Have you set days apart already to seek the Lord personally and to love on the Lord so as to receive the pattern and blueprint on which your life, your marriage, your ministry, your job, relationships, and ultimately your work with God will be based in the year 2021? You need to press in, dearly beloved. You need to press in so that you will hear that holy call of God, that call into His glory, that call out of the cloud, that call out of the mundane things of this world. The call of God got Moses out of the congregation, then up to the mountain, then into the cloud. Then on the sixth day, that call got him into the very presence of God. Why? To deliver the pattern and guiding principles on which the life of God's people in the wilderness will be operated. My challenge for you this morning in the name of Jesus is this. Have you set time apart to seek Him? To hear that call? The call which will deliver the pattern and guiding principles on which your life will run in the coming season. God bless you. Father, thank you this morning for your goodness. Thank you for... You are calling us. You are calling us. And I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning for capacity, grace, unction of the Spirit to respond to the holy call of God. The call out of darkness. The call unto service. The call unto honor. And Lord, above all, the call into your presence to receive the divine pattern and guiding principles on which our lives, our work with you, our marriages, our ministries, our relationships, our businesses, our careers will be operated on. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.